Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Welcome to another episode of Event Brew. It is Friday, April 17th that we're recording this, and it's Tui Deep, still free agent, and Tiger King expert. Hello, cats and kittens. This is Nick Borelli from Borelli Strategies. And this is Will Kern from Ensign. I don't have a I don't have a Tiger King intro. You guys took all the good ones. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Ah. Carol. Oh, Blame it on Carol. Oh, Carol. <laughs> Carol Baskins. Oh. Uh, well, Dustin is rewatching the episodes. I think he's still shocked that. <laughs> There's a good TMZ uh, thing on Hulu now too. If you want to, you know, like can't get enough, where they basically just like look at old stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no spoilers though. No spoilers though. If you, if you haven't watched Tiger King yet, you're missing out on Who the cultural hasn't phenomenon. Watch? Tiger oh, there's King. lots of people that are like declaring ahead of time. They're like, I'm not going to watch that because they're all terrible people. And I'm like, yeah, so what? So is Goodfellas and Soprano. Like, <laughs> they're all terrible people. We realize that. It's not like everything you watch, you have to like be a hero. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. That's true. To, to a li- li- Liz down a route away from t- Tiger King. <laughs> What's everyone drinking today? Uh, tiger juice. <laughs> no, not really. That's actually the name of a monster yeah, energy it, drink. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that absolutely is. Uh, I am uh, I'm drinking the the monster energy drink that happens to contain 15 percent uh, of uh, juice and then like a lot of like Mexican uh, cultural appropriation for some reason. <laughs> well, what and I'm drinking? Uh, I, oh, you know what? Actually, no, I do get to make a reference. I am drinking David Rio chai, which is formerly the brand name of the chai is Tiger Spice Chai. There you go. Whoa, there you go. <laughs> Whoa, you win. Something. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a trip to the sugar me. Russian. <laughs> expired yeah, expired. me. <laughs> Both of your arms and legs. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. Uh, I'm drinking the same, you guys. Just my organic green tea with some honey. Hmm. Nice. Oh, Goes good with Walmart bologna. The affirmation today is, may this day bring you peace and harmony. Mm. Mm. It may as well. Uh, Mine's, yeah, my day is bringing me snow. And it's uh, it's mid April, and well, we're, gonna, spe- we're three inches today. We well, it's sunny and seventy two degrees in Phoenix, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> one thing I did want to say to the audience is that I don't think I've ever made this call to action. Is that if you have recommendations for what we should drink based on knowing us now at this point, Uh-oh. shoot us an email <laughs> eventbrew at helloendless.com. We'd love to know like if you have like a favorite tea recommendation for Tui and I, or if you have a water recommendation for Dustin, or if you have some toxic sludge recommendation for Nick, you know, uh, shoot us an email, eventbrew at helloendless.com. And we'd love to hear your recommendations for what you think we should be drinking. Or better yet, even if you don't think that, just send us what you're drinking out there in the interwebs and we'll give you a shout out. I feel like I get that's the comment I get the most. 
or replies is like what we're drinking and they're like in disbelief about nick and i was like i know it's my favorite part of the podcast turns out they only were listening to the first five minutes of every episode yeah <laughs> it just drops after do you listen like, to i only listen to find out what they're drinking yeah do you listen to that uh a tea and monster energy drink podcast that's really great it's only five <laughs> minutes long once a week it's pretty easy it's pretty good uh, huh. but what what are we talking about today you guys places well, where it's definitely not affects snowing you yeah, this is where it's not snowing fun, no uh, uh, fun discussions, but uh, it dropped in the news yesterday that uh, the L.A. mayor said that they are banning large gatherings and large events until 2021. Um, and in articles uh, now following suit, New Orleans and New York are also following suit, saying they are probably going to do the same. So basically, it has been declared illegal to have events in tw- until 2021 in both L.A., New Orleans and New York. Tui, this directly affects you. Like, what was your first, like, gut reaction when you heard this news? Well, it's, I've actually, especially because yesterday was the live White House updates on, like, opening up the U.S. And a lot of the event professionals and I were just talking about our, our thoughts and opinions. And I'm actually so happy to be living in Los Angeles, California right now. Because I think Ooh. our governor and our mayor, they're doing an incredible job being so strict on our stay-at-home policies and so looking ahead in the future it actually has going back to like mindset and blessing in disguise if i was working for a dmc in california that would be a really big struggle but because i have more opportunities now i could you know maybe plan globally or you know like i'm not stuck to the city of la i do live here and it's great to stay ahead of the the curve because being involved you know being i'm incoming president for ilea so that's totally going to shift all the the vendors and supply partners and planners here that only plan in los angeles but i mean the bigger picture is it's just for the safety of everyone i you know i think at the end of the day we always say we're not brain surgeons we're not you know saving lives but this is a moment where we could be saving lives and so yeah you just have to take it and and creatively figure out what's best right now people are buying paying a hundred dollars for llamas to come on to their webinars i'm all about that like get creative and in that kind of sense then Whoa, like shift that your supplier focus. should hit me up hit me up supplier with the llamas have you oh. even seen their facebook ads <laughs> like i see them every no i clicked no, on that site okay. once and that oh was... dude jesus now i said it and i'm totally gonna get the ads now oh, okay yeah, for sure <laughs> Nick, what's your kind of gut reaction when you read this article? Uh, uh, it's, it comes at a weird time for me because yesterday uh, our governor in Ohio was like, we're, we're, we're going to start opening stuff up in about two weeks. Um, so when I hear another city looking at, uh, you know, the end of, uh, you know, this year being kind of like, let's just let's just write this year off. Um you know, I don't know. Like, I think that we're all very fractured and we all have different, very different opinions. And yet all of this started because we're we're in a global economy. So, like, I, I don't know, you know, like, like I hate to say this, but like whatever L.A. does, that's great. But like, we're, you know, there's going to be other states like potentially ours that are going to, you know, be traveling to L.A. and uh, mm-hmm. doing stuff. So, you know, um, it doesn't matter what you do, because if we're not all on the same page, um, it doesn't, you know, it's going to, it's going to happen anyway. So then there's like, there's the, the group of people that are like, you know, it's going to happen. Let's rip the mandate off and like, let's just have a couple, you know, 
100,000 people die. And then there's uh, other people that are like, yeah, I don't know what I'll do for a living unless we can get going and doing stuff and we'll just do it differently, um, you know, and more more safely, et cetera. And I, I, it's very difficult because I'm used to there being an enemy, someone who is wrong, right? And it doesn't seem like there really is an enemy in this one. Um, there, you know, it's a virus, right? So like, yes, we need to make the economy work. And yes, we also need to help save lives. And the middle ground is, is I don't know what the middle ground is because the, everything is so interconnected. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doing day by day for this, but the LA aspect of it, like a whole city doing that um, is, you know, I, I look at that as like, it's, it's going to be a precedent set and in the next like two weeks. We're going to determine um, if that is a one-off. And I think of all cities that could potentially be a one-off, it could be LA in uh, as much as like the rest of the country could be thinking one way and LA could be thinking another way very easily uh, just because of the makeup is, is different than, you know, enough of the United States. Uh, I could also see it being, you know, a major metropolitan area with millions of people. And then that precedent sets in motion other people to be able to say like, well, I don't want to be seen as the, you know, the, the governor or the mayor that did a half measure. I, I'm yeah. curious about the precedent. I think so too. I think the precedent is going to be really important. Um, I mean, when I kind of read this news, I kind of think, well, I mean, other than the fact that I'm obviously like focusing on virtual events. So like the more that there's like the certainty that virtual events will still exist for a long period of time that like, obviously I think that biases me. So I want to get that out um, for sure um, because I think that's going to shape a lot of how I react to the news. But part of me also thinks that, Hey, this is probably good that we send out these long, long, term goals to say like look we're gonna ban until 2021 but like let's say we get to october and everything's totally fine and everything's great and we're all you know hugging each other and kissing each other and all those things like that and then the governor says oh by the way we're gonna reopen events starting tomorrow or next month and like we open it re-early but i think once the issue right now is that we're like setting short-term goals yeah when really you need to setting like long-term goals that's yeah. a good point there's a lot of like uh, false hope, I think, you know, in, in people that need, you know, for whatever reasons, they need things to be faster. And uh, they're, you know, like in, in the poll this uh, week from uh, like, I saw a lot, I, I screenshot every single poll from the uh, global meetings industry days um, goes virtual. Did you see like the, the months that, you know, everybody thought that things would come back? Yeah. What it was, was the, the data? Yeah. I can find it because uh, I, I, I have the screenshot for it, but it was uh, September was uh, like the biggest uh, of them all. But there, there were there were June and July people, and I'm like, oof, you guys are optimistic. And uh, depending on you know, and it, that was a global thing, right? So like, there's very likely that there there was maybe, I mean, it was disproportionately North American. Uh, based on other parts of the poll, um, but like, I was really surprised by like how. Um, I guess optimistic people were, I don't even know how optimistic is the right word. Um, uh, but September was like the big month, I think followed by October and um, like an LA thing that would be like, nope, that, that, that no matter what you think it is, it's, we're not going to let that happen. Um, so there's the, let's actually be able to plan. Cause we know stuff in advance idea of just saying 20, 2020 is done. Or there's the idea of like hope and is that good or bad, you know? I rather have them say it's kind of like saying, "Hey, we're targeted at this for the budget of the program." Hey, good news later on, like we're we're under budget. I rather have them say that 
then yeah. like we're gonna open up on easter and then everyone gets excited like hey you, you know like and then and then be like disappointed i'd rather just um shoot further and say okay well as in in the summertime let's say here in la they say it, it's continuously getting better you know like the whole there's what two two or three step program so we're gonna reevaluate this with the new data i'd rather have them give us information like that than shoot short and then feel like we're like continuously in this like prison which actually has been really nice <laughs> i'm looking I, at the data agree. it's way worse than i thought so september was 20 percent uh 26 percent August was 16%. June was 15%. July was 14%. October was 11th. Uh, 2021 and beyond was 8%, which is, again, if you're in LA, like that's that's actually no matter what, or you know theoretically, that's the answer. Uh, November, 5%. May, 3%. December, 2%. More people think so events are out. coming back in May than they do December. <laughs> like... Wow. Now, wow. now, by the way, these are the worst people to ask. Event professionals. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, these are the people but that potentially... huge bias. They want it to happen, and yeah. like they have a vested interest in it happening earlier. So, like, and they are completely out of the control, right? So, like, this is yeah. this is just like a taking a temperature of like optimism. But if I look at this data, I'm like, what do I do with this data? I'm like, well, people that aren't in control and don't know anything really want this to happen earlier. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Probably, I'm, I'm, I'm betting too that they do a poll on how many of them were were out of jobs or significantly in threat of losing their income or something like that. Because I'm betting it might, that it's a lot, that it's yeah. uh, probably low too. That like, I bet you a lot of those people. I bet you if you skewed it, how many people believe December? Are bet you are the people who are already figuring out how to evolve out of this, and then the people who are like, they I want it back tomorrow, are the people needs. who are like, I need a job right now. Totally, yeah. Yeah, for it to be any valuable, you have to divorce your needs from uh, the reality of what you expect, right? Um, so I, I don't know how likely people are able to be that objective, uh, but certainly this is the worst group to like, you know, find objectivity in. Uh, but I, I still found that the the poll itself was pretty pretty fascinating. That it was like so, um, you know, tilted differently than I guess a lot of things seem to be going. Like again, more people think there's a chance that events come back in two weeks than they do in December, which I wouldn't. Uh... I'm, I'm curious to know from you guys, um, what uh, what do you think at, will be the chances that other cities will adopt this exact same policy? The two you mentioned would be the two, I would think. Yeah, definitely New York and uh, New Orleans makes sense. Yep. I was what other cities yeah. are being really, really affected? San Seattle. Francisco? Seattle, San Francisco. Yeah. So maybe it's going to be statewide in California and then maybe it's going to hit Seattle too. I don't know. It's just like so annoying because we're not countries, we're states. And yeah, for sure. Like who was, I think it was Nick, you mentioned it's so easy. Ohio can be. Um, in two weeks, I could fly to LA. Maybe. And then you can fly to LA. And it's like yeah. that defeats the purpose because we're progressing. Exactly. Yeah. We're progressing because we're all stay at home. Um, but it makes sense because here in LA, we're doing so many events, like not even corporate, but all the award shows, all the, the concerts, New York, they've gotten hit one of the hardest and same thing, same scenario. And New Orleans had Hurricane Katrina. So I'm sure they're like, we're going to be extra careful because we've lost so many lives yeah. already it, from a disaster. So let's be really careful with this crisis. I really see San Francisco, but they're so tech driven up there 
They'll so, probably keep offices banned first before they do events, maybe. Yeah, I just want Oklahoma well, they're, Oklahoma. They're, also, to open they're, up. they're they're used to being remote in San Francisco. They understand that concept and they're tech focused, mm-hmm. right? Also I bought into so they can the, a lot longer. I bought into the Bill Gates concept of uh, risk reward. You know, concerts. It's a very low reward. I mean, I, I know that there's like we can get into it and we could talk about live events and gatherings and how it makes you emotionally feel, et cetera. But like for the uh, for the economy and for our country, being able to go to see live music is probably closer to a luxury than it is a necessity in order to keep food on table for max amount of people. And also that the types of people that uh, concerts attract are so varied um, that you could have all walks of life from all different you know places. They're just magnets, right? Uh, so again, that versus like you saying, like a, like uh, Bill Gates is saying, like a manufacturing anything, right? Like a manufacturing building uh, or, you know, something that is about exports and imports, uh, like where it, the economy is sort of driven on that, that, that like, you know, there's a, a widget that's made here and then that's part of something that goes there and something goes there. And like there's all these different global impacts of something that's not being made versus, you know, having to wait a year to see you too. You know, like, or having to watch it at your home or virtual, like, you know, like I, I, I like the risk reward thing uh, more so than I like um, some of the stuff where um, seemingly like the first to sue L.A. Um, for this is uh, churches um, because of religious reasons. They want to be able to uh, gather, um, you know, d- definitely not my cup of tea. So uh, I have a bias <laughs> the other way on that one. Uh, That's a good brew pun. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, uh, you know, for me, it's like it's very easy to be logical about what I think about churches always, and in this situation, to be able to say, you know, like just you know, watch watch the church service from your TV or your your screen on your computer, um, because it's not a it's not a community that I'm into, uh, and the the logic aspect of it is probably where I'm probably not doing real well with uh, this I guess because people need that in in a way that maybe they need like medicine and they need other things because mm-hmm. that's how they're built so uh, I don't know it, it, maybe you know maybe ban mega churches <laughs> I don't know yeah we may have to Kanye's avoid I, I don't know if religion yeah. is potentially <laughs> on the, the ban list of brew topics to to, to go into uh, but if if you guys are ready for a pivot I got another question thought sure. process for you guys. Yep. So let's say this hap- this happens, right? L.A., New Orleans. Let's say like five other cities got on board with this. Yep. What do you think is going to happen in the cities who don't do this? So like Nick, you and I were talking about this pre-show is that so L.A. bans all concerts, all sporting events, yada, yada, yada. You know what's in, within a four hour drive of L.A.? Hmm. Vegas. Phoenix. Oh, okay. oh yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of things. SF. <laughs> that was so funny. That was like so classic. It's like Jerry said Vegas. I said Phoenix. Um, oh, but yeah, like Phoenix. there we go. Vegas and Phoenix, right? Like, are we going to see an influx of people from LA like driving out to go see events? And is Phoenix and LA or Phoenix and Vegas going to become huge hubs? Like, um, there's some uh, rumors, I think. I think it's rumors. I haven't seen an article, but my friend who's really into baseball has been talking about how. MLB has been talking about doing all the baseball games in Arizona because we have all these facilities from spring training. Um, so, like, the question just becomes, like, does Phoenix become – and Vegas, right, or whatever. Um, do these cities become new hubs uh, for where the people can't get their entertainment nearby? And actually attend the event, the sporting event? Um, the, the, the rumor with the MLB one is that they, they still won't have attending of it. But you can imagine that if Phoenix does not ban large events – that they will, someone will 
they'll still they'll, someone's gonna make it happen, right? Like there, I don't think nature enough- abhors a vacuum. Yeah. So like if there's if LA uh, bans events and that surrounding area doesn't, those surrounding areas are gonna get a economic boon that's gonna be pretty significant. Uh, and with that will come you know learned things, right? Like people will discover venues they haven't you know thought of before. They'll consider going to those other cities more. And there's going to be a, a, a migratory economic impact that will have a legacy. Uh, beyond just the one-offs, like there, there will be a, a bit of economic distress that will uh, continue if it isn't universal. So yeah, it's. Uh, okay. I mean, oh, think of Major I, League Baseball. It's there's thirty yeah. there's thirty cities, right? If if one of them doesn't, then they'll work around it. How I see it is just not having large gatherings, but I see venues opening up, like in LA. And having concerts and just doing a live stream for the audience to see. That's like how I would envision mm. it. It's just, like you know, become production, a studio, AV. Yeah, exactly. A lot of studios. Yeah. I can Sports see that will be happening. Studios. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see like kind of how the like, like, for example, like I can see a lot of bands doing like being in the recording studio and live streaming them recording or whatever it is for sure. I think definitely the sports. I don't see concerts necessarily doing it because like the be- the thing about the concert is that you get like this big space to hold a lot of people but technically acoustically a concert sounds worse than a, a recording studio right so if anything if there's no audience then wouldn't they go for the one that's that sounds a little bit better so this might hurt the concert industry the most maybe well i think what will be interesting then with sports is sports is gonna have to figure out how to remonetize because before they're getting millions of dollars from ticket sales but now they're gonna get they have to get all from broadcasting you know, could we see, for example, sports teams come out with their own private live streams that you pay for? Like, oh, I want to be oh. I'm a D-backs ticket hold, season ticket holder. I'm going to pay for, um, you know, instead of paying a thousand whatever dollars it is to be a ticket holder. How much does it cost for season tickets for baseball? Depend, I don't know. Depend on. Uh, depends on what team, team right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, I can imagine maybe, like, the Giants charging, like, $30,000 to get private access to this live stream. Uh, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Just ideas. 360 audio might actually get a real big boon i mean because like that's if you've ever experienced 360 degree audio um it's it's just leaps and bounds better when it comes to um sporting events for sure uh and also concerts like it it has a a much better feel in the in a way i think that's even more valuable sometimes than um virtual reality as a a portal or you know like a, a vr experience and headset 360 uh, video. Uh, so, I mean, there's probably some technologies that'll be utilized more so in order to warrant, um, the increased amount, but for sports, people do it anyway. People have NFL tickets and I've, I've had MLB at bat for years. And, um, there's lots of other platforms that, uh, like have, uh, deals on top of it. Amazon offers, you know, opportunities to partnerships with those to integrate those right into the apps on the different platforms that you have. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity there, but like, I, I still think the gathering bit is is if it's if there's a desert uh, of gatherings, um, then I think that there's going to be a migration. Like, I, I'm let's say I'm in LA, and I want to get married in 2020. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can, you know, maybe to get married somewhere else. You know, like, uh, if I if I just can't get married in this city, like, I think there's some people they're gonna go to the neighboring city and have a destination wedding. Imagine if there's a lot of there's an increased amount of destination weddings happening in in the throes of a pandemic because there's all these you know gathering deserts let's say 
I think you bring up a good point. I mean, I'd be curious to know, like, from all DMCs, I'm sure there's some stats out there. And so if you're a DMC and you know where to find the stats, please email it to us. Um, but I'm wondering what, like, the number one reason why people choose destinations to do events, right? And it's probably, like, weather, capacity, you know, something like that. I bet you the new number one, can I actually have a capacity over the certain amount of people? And it's going to become, like, the new ads in the incentive magazines will be, we can have groups above 50 people legally. Yeah, it's bold because uh, then it it also shows for a significant amount of people um, they'll be viewing that as a um, slap in the face. Well, maybe, but also like a a, a non prioritization of safety, right? So, like, I know people in, in Ohio right now that are like, "Man, our governor's great. We're going to go back to school. We're going to be able to make a living again. You know, we're going to be able to do things, and you know, I feel like I'm empowered again." And there's also other people that are like, basically, I'm in all these like local groups, and they're all like, "I can't believe our governor <clears throat> doesn't care about our safety, and we're going to contribute to this, you know, pandemic, and it's going to get worse, and etc." And it's actually also starting to fall in like partisan lines too, because of course it is, because everything else does. Um, and like that's why, like I, I understand completely, like especially I see the partisan reaction to this in, in the country. Why it makes total sense that LA would be the first one to make a decision the way they would, and I would imagine that there's going to be some sort of red state that is it opens up the, the the quickest, and then you're going to start to see, especially in election year, you know, like the the partisan rhetoric around uh, openness and not openness, like just because of like there's a lot of like <clears throat> parallel lines between like empathy and political divide uh, and also how you're approaching this pandemic you know there's people that are like look i'm gonna make less money and it's gonna be hard and we're gonna figure out a way to get through it but we're gonna do it together uh because we have to save lives and then there's another side that says yeah people die every year they're always gonna die you you're gonna die you you're gonna die eventually so you know roll the dice let's get we're through all it gonna die. yeah and like that's the lower empathetic side that ends up being, you know, usually towards another side of the the political divide. So I, I'm going to start. You're going to start seeing like which cities are going to do it. I would say the the bluer cities are going to probably ban it more likely than red cities will. Nice, nice. All right, should we wrap this one up with a little bow and uh, toss it off to L.A. and Nola and New York? Yeah, L.A. Start. Uh, you know, you're the you're the city with the most amount of cameras uh, in in the world. Likely, uh, start pointing those things at things that people uh, would normally gather at, and uh, start getting production crews, every single one of them, out and thinking about things that are traditionally live events. You know, let's get out there and let's make a wedding chapel that has safe two, three person, you know, four or five people, whatever it takes minimum to have a wedding. And let's broadcast that to the family's homes. Like let's, let's start using that production skill that you have as a city and be the leader in, in virtual events, because like, man, why wouldn't you be right? You're the leader in all other media, uh, you know, do that. And I think that like combining the Hollywood and combining with experienced designers, um, I think it's a, it could be it could be the the catalyst for what is potentially because you know like again nature abhors a vacuum. People want to see this kind of stuff. They want to engage. Those two industries merging together, we could have a whole renaissance here. I'm trying to look at the positive. I like the that positive. Was great. All right. All right. Well, so you want to ask you? Yeah. Take us home. Ask the audience what's the question of the day. We are already home, but you did a call to action earlier, Will, so let us know what you're drinking and if you have any drink recommendations for the brew crew. And I would say, let us know what city you're in. 
And do you feel like you what what side do you th- feel like your your mayor and and governor would will take? I think that's a a good little easy one on when this uh, gets recorded and and sent out. And just thank you again. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Nick. Uh, no, thank you to Dustin for <laughs> for being here and and having this conversation. I think it's really great to to stay on top uh, of these up. You know news updates and things like that if you have any questions or want to contribute to this conversation email us at hello eventbrew at helloendless.com and of course all your wherever you listen to us please like review um, and engage with us on all the social media platforms we love hearing all your comments and all your remarks and we do reply back we promise yeah, shoot us your articles too. If you find if you see some news that you think is interesting, and you want us to react to it, just send us an email. It doesn't have to have a subject. Just send us the link, um, and we'd love to have it, and uh, we'll we'll definitely react to it. Awesome. Well, we're already home, so until next time, you guys. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.